0: where your love is shared the same For
1: the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where
0: the no for the friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow It's Sunspots Comics now
1: Between the time when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, there was an age undreamed of. And on to this Conan, destined to bear the jeweled crown of Aquilonia upon a troubled brow. It is I, his chronicler, who alone can tell thee of his saga. Let me tell you of the days of high adventure.
0: Well, aloha! Welcome, comic book fans, to the Sunspots Comics Podcast, issue number 190, where we recommend and lovingly review the best of the new comic books that just came out, New Comic Book Day, Wednesday, January 2nd. And this particular podcast has been approved by the Crom Comics Code Authority of Aquilonia. <laughs> I am joined by our, my trusty sidekick and co-host, Ian Yarrington. How's it going, Ian? Hey, everybody.
1: How you guys doing?
0: doing great i'm sorry i'm not supposed to answer that um (laughs) i am your friendly neighborhood host chris latori we hope that your holidays were fantastic and you just had loads and loads of merriness and holly jolliness all up inside of you uh we did right how was your holiday Ian?
1: oh my holiday was packed i took a big old trip down south from louisiana all the way up to atlanta and uh
0: nice you're in the the bible
1: belt yep got a little bit of that southern flavor which is crazy for me being a A West Coast guy was definitely definitely a new part of the country.
0: They got the barbecue down out there, don't they?
1: Oh, yeah, man. I went to um, Fat Mats. Oh, good stuff, Atlanta. Good stuff.
0: Finger licking good. Well, please (laughs) hit that subscribe button, folks, to the Sunspots Comics podcast. Please check out all of our past podcasts on our gigantic podcast feed. And if you would be so kind as to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Xbox Live, and YouTube at sunspots comics all in one place and Ian plug yourself for the folks
1: Uh, you can check me out at twitter at ian d yarrington Um, also instagram uh, facebook or you can email me at ebombs at gmail that's e-b-o-m-b-s at gmail so yeah hit me up let me know what you think of the podcast
0: fantastic plug of yourself and (laughs) I always start the show with some humble thank yous most importantly Thank you to you, the listener. Yes, thank you for listening. Thanks for taking the time for checking out the Sunspots Comics podcast. If it's your first time giving us a shot or you're one of our Sunspots Comics loyalists, seriously, thank you for choosing the Sunspots Comics podcast. There's only a couple of podcasts out there, right, Ian, that people can choose from?
1: Yeah, not many that I know
0: of. (laughs) Well, also, um, thank you to my friend, Nick Papa George. He is the singer of our sweet Sunspots Comics theme song. Please check out his solo singing stuff on Facebook.com slash PopDs with a Z and his band Solution at Facebook.com slash Solution Reggae. If you love the island flavor of reggae and rocks mixed together with some, like, good-feeling guitar sounds, you're going to love the sounds of Nick Papa George and his band Solution. So thank you. Nick and also thank you to our sponsor, Pop-Up Tee. Please check out their giant, super giant, nerdy selection of t-shirts at popuptea.com. They got it all, and then some. Just use the promo code SUNSPOTSCOMICS, and you'll get 25% off of any shirt order, even the clearance stuff. So check them out, and thank you to popuptea.com. So now, Ian, you ready? I'm ready. Let's make a giant superhero landing. <laughs> right into the sunspots comics podcast issue number 190 ouch my knee hurts uh let's (laughs) let's start out with some stuff that's been floating around inside of our nerdy brains the first nugget of nerd lodged ever so deeply in our nerdy frontal lobes is our sunspots comics best of 2018 podcast are you ready for it ian yeah
1: man it's been a pretty crazy year so there's been been a lot of good stuff floating around
0: So much. We're about 87.25% prepped. Uh, (laughs) This is the final, 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 I promise, uh, mention of the best of 2018 podcast. It's coming very soon. We're probably going to press stop when this podcast is done and then press record again and record the best of 2018. But it's got all kinds of stuff from, from every single top comic book pick that we've picked for the entire year, from the fantasy realm to the horror category to comic book movies to comic book TV shows i think i cut that's that's about all of what's in there even comic book video game i have that as as an actual selection a category so tons and tons of comic books and social uh, everything will be in there i mean from like i said movies and tv shows all comic book stuff right ian
1: absolutely you got to include as much as you can right
0: right and our only uh sort of caveat is it's all comic book based i know there's a lot of other podcasts that mix it up towards the end of the year or whatever not us it's all comic books all the time right ian
1: yeah, I couldn't imagine how much time it took to go through everything.
0: Right, I don't want it to be a four-hour podcast. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's keep it reasonable for people that are on their commutes and stuff.
1: Yeah, exactly. But, uh, I mean, but... I could talk for four hours about comics.
0: So exactly, it's, it's... all day. I have, to, I have to. I have to. We have to censor ourselves, or we'll be here all day long, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, just the last, like I said, last mention of the best of 2018 Sunspots Comics podcast is coming very, very, very soon. ...on the podcast feed for Sunspots Comics, so just make sure you subscribe, don't forget, uh, so you'll just get that Best of 2018 podcast right on your feed, you don't have to worry about it, but it's coming very soon, very, very soon, again, it's the Best of 2018 Sunspots Comics podcast, very, very soon, and another thing that's lodged up inside of our nerdy brains really good is the Pasadena Comic Con. Yes, for California people. I will be attending the Pasadena Comic Con on Sunday, January 27th. It's coming right up. It's crazy. It's my first time at the Pasadena Comic Con, so I'm very excited. I want to check it out. Uh, thank you, by the way, to Lauren Stone of the Pasadena Comic Con marketing group for uh, putting my ticket together and for uh, contacting me and just been just being very kind and, and positive. I really appreciate that, Lauren, so I'm really excited to see the PCC show. But uh, just it's only one day, just Sunday the 27th, and I just wanted to point out a few areas of interest for me, anyway, for this one-day mini-con that is Pasadena Comic-Con. Starting with some guests. Uh, there's Barbara Kessel. She is a very respected comic book creator, ambassador with DC, and has just many years and many comic book titles in her utility belt, if you will. So I'm excited to meet Barbara Kessel. Um, artist Patrick Owsley. He actually did the art for the show for the all these sort of marketing treatments for the show he has this awesome throwback kind of looney tunes cartoon style have you seen his stuff patrick owsley ian i have not oh you got to look at it it's so it'll make you happy it's just like uh it's like Woody Woodpecker cartoony style. You know. Oh, nice. Anyway, I Pat- like
1: that. Yeah. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to get that name again when we're done.
0: Yes, very cell shading and everything. Patrick Owsley, so he'll be there, so I gotta get something of he's got an amazing comic book resume of art, by the way. He's done a bunch of stuff for DC. Uh, oh, and uh comic book writer and novelist Steve Niles. He did Thirty Days of Of Night and the follow up story called Dark Days and a bunch of other indie published comics. So I'm very excited to meet and talk and and have his autographs mr steve niles so he'll be there but there's so many other guests i was really surprised this little mini con has some great guests and it's just a surprising amount for this little one day mini con tons of vendors so i can't wait to go shopping that's always fun to do right in comic cons ian is just kind of go through every single booth and try to find some fun unique paraphernalia
1: yeah definitely that's uh I, i'm a digger you know so i like to go and dig through their stuff and yeah look through long boxes and just, yeah, have a good time. Buy stuff, man. These these folks are basically like your local comic shop, right? I mean, they just show up. And it takes them a long time to haul all this stuff. So, yeah, buy some stuff so they don't have to haul it back with them.
0: Yeah, and their booths aren't cheap. I mean, they had to pay for their, you know, the spot. So yep, I always exactly. try to find, like, unique kind of odd comic book stuff. That like off the beaten path that you wouldn't kind of expect. So I'm always kind of looking for for things that are outside the norm, you know, of just the eighty million pop toys that we see, and you know, just something that's a little different. You know what I mean? That's what I'm looking for at a con. Yeah. So they have uh, also a, a decent little pack of panels planned, which I was surprised that they even did panels on a one day show. Um, but I'm definitely going to check it out. I could go on. It's it's got a great list of things. Go to Pasadena Comic and Toys Show dot com. Check them out, Pasadena Comic and Toy Show, dot com, and tickets are still available. they're selling out quick. They've they've mentioned it on their social media, and the tickets are only ten bucks. I mean that's a good price for cons. We never really see a ten dollar show, right, Ian?
1: Wow, yeah, that is awesome.
0: What do you uh? What was the last con you visited out in the Washington area?
1: Uh, I think for me it was my hometown con. It was a uh, Jet City Comic Con, which is uh, here in Tacoma, Washington. It's uh, I think it's either two or three days. It's either Saturday, Sunday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But I went uh, just on a Saturday and kind of roamed around. It kind of sounds almost like what uh, the Pasadena one is. It's kind of kind of packed in with a bunch of vendors, a lot of cool artists, you know, artist alley and stuff. And I think one of the more famous folks that comes around every year is Ben Templesmith. Oh, he, cool. Uh, he did uh, 100, 100 Grand, I think, was the one he was on. A mm-hmm. couple other stuff for IDW, but, uh, yeah, it's a fun little con. It's right here in my hometown, so I don't have to go very far, which is always a plus.
0: Jet City is when? What, what time of year? When is...
1: Oh, uh, in November, usually the first weekend. Uh, I think this year it was November 4th or
0: 5th. Nice. It wasn't that long ago. That's cool. Well, Jet City. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to... Jet on over to Washington and check it out one of these years.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs>
0: very cool. Well, I have one last uh, nerdy thing, but before I do, do you have anything uh, else nerdy floating around in your brain, Ian?
1: Uh, I don't think so. I Alrighty. think I'm good.
0: Well, thanks for leaving it for me then. And the last nerdy thing that's floating around up inside of my brain is I'm actually making my very own comic book, and it's called Zombie Destroyers. And I actually created this little zombie epic of my own, and I'm doing the writing and the lettering. And the art is by Jordan Hudson at Skablad and colors by Caroline Nalasco at Carol N Art. So please follow them on all the social media. Skablad is S-K-A-B-L-A-D-D. And to get a glimpse of what my comic book Zombie Destroyers looks like, just head over to sunspotscomics.com and click on Zombie Destroyers and you will see three colored sample pages. And now for a quick mention of our segment called Spotlighting. Spotlighting is the interview part of our Sunspots Comics podcast where we share some great conversations with comic book creators. For example, check out the Spotlighting interview I am very proud of. It's an interview with comic book artist and movie director Troy Nixie. You know who Troy Nixie is, uh, Ian?
1: Yeah, Vinegar Teeth.
0: Yes. And it was through Dark Horse called Vinegar Teeth. His, his art is is weird and and jalopiness and floppy right it's just gross and yeah weird
1: yeah, especially <laughs> vinegar teeth himself that character is just so out there
0: yes way out there it's a walking bag of intestines is the best way to describe this character <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i got a chance to interview we sat down we talked about the movie that he directed it was actually written by guillermo del toro it's called don't be afraid of the dark which i actually enjoyed and i don't say that very often uh, for horror movies But we talk about that and Vinegar Teeth and a bunch of other stuff. It's on the Sunspots Comics feed. Check it out. And there's a bunch more interviews that are coming. And there's a bunch of other spotlighting interviews I didn't mention with some amazing comic book creators on the podcast feed. So you just got to check those out. And if you yourself uh, work in the comic book uh, biz or you're trying to break into the comic book business like myself, uh, let's have a chat about comic books. I can maybe even help you out, Just spread the word and tell people about your comic book. Just send me a message of your, maybe even a review copy of your comic book to my email, chris at sunspotscomics.com or message me at sunspotscomics so that I can check it out and we can set that up. So now, are you ready, Ian?
1: I'm ready. Let's do it.
0: Let's go on to the heart and soul, the centerpiece, the main event of the sunspots comics podcast which is our comic book recommendations where we share with you our favorite picks of the new comic books that just came out new comic book day wednesday january 2nd and of course just in case super duper light semi-spoiler-ish alert there we go and don't worry though we really just want to inspire you to buy these comics right ian we don't really spoil them tell the people
1: yeah, I, you know, I don't want to tell you what's going on. I want you to figure that out for yourself.
0: <laughs> exactly. We don't want to just read page by page and tell you everything. We want to we want to just inspire you and get you the juices flowing and get you up and, want, and, and immediately want to buy and read these comic books that we're describing. So we never talk about the cliffhanger endings. We only discuss some of the interesting points that actually makes up a comic. But just in case, if you're sensitive to spoilers, you've been super duper light, semi-spoiler-ish alerted. And before we get into the top picks, let's announce this week's artist winner and cover artist winner of the week. Every week we pick what we believe to be the best comic book art of the week. You've got to put your eyeballs on these immediately. They will make you so happy. Trust us. And this week, uh, you and I, Ian, we actually picked the exact same art and cover art winners. So here we go. This week's cover artist winner of the week is Daniel Okuna or Okuna for his variant cover. Of Conan the Barbarian issue number one from Marvel. What did you think of this cover, Ian? Uh,
1: my first thought was like, just. Uh! <laughs> I, <didn't> even, <laughs> I was like, oh God, look at this. It, it was like, uh, it just brought back every Conan memory that I've ever had. And like. <laughs> uh, just made me feel like exhilarated. Like I wanted to
0: rip my shirt off and go shirtless for the day. You know what I mean? <laughs> and pick up a sword. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> I felt exactly the same way. <laughs> I just wanted to, uh, yeah, I wanted to grab a shield and you know, and yes, just just run around screaming, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it's a it's a gorgeous, stunning cover, right? You got to see this, folks. He, if I can describe it. Conan is kind of leaping into the fray in, in like full bloodlust battle mode that you and I are going to be running around in after right later. Yeah. <laughs> and the
1: and ready the, to do some damage. Right
0: on what we have no idea. Um, but uh, the perspective, right? Isn't that a cool perspective? You're like you're in the in the crowd with the foes. The perspective is kind of from a low point looking up at Conan and the impending doom that he's about to bring. Right in in this amazing gorgeous detail.
1: Yeah, it's like a, it's like these soldiers are standing there with these spears, and they're kind of uh, like just going forward, like, go, go, go. And then all of a sudden, is jumping at them, like, I'm going to get you.
0: <laughs> yeah, they're like, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, uh,
1: no. <laughs> yeah, I, I think this worst is... Worst possible scenario here.
0: Yeah, I think he's even one of those... Um, there's like a large post that he even... Looks like he had to clear it. He had to kind of... It's, it didn't happen in the frame, you're using your imagination, but there's a top of a post that's just flying over to his right on the cover. You see if you see that? I'm like, oh, it's like a part yeah. of the post. But it's like, again, it's that, that's what you do in comics, you fill in those little imaginative moments. He must have just like, with his sword, swiped it, because that particular post was a little too high. and would have like, you know, gutted his nether regions. Um, <laughs> so, that's just, that's just cool, the perspective though, like looking up, because you're, you know, he's coming down at us. About to unleash, you know, Crom upon our foreheads, like, right. and then there's all the fiery arrows that are like kind of piercing the sky around him. I just, I just love it, and it just, it, it has this, this visceral, right? Um, just like you said, you want to just grab a sword and run around, is what? When you look at, when you gaze upon the glory of this cover, right? It's gorgeous. But easily, uh, Mr. Daniel Acuna, your cover is is absolutely blessed by Krom himself. Uh, it's you were easily our cover artist winner of the week for Conan the Barbarian issue number one. It is a variant, it's a little tougher to get. I was lucky enough to get it for twelve bucks through my local comic book shop. Thanks guys. And uh have you gotta gaze upon its glory. It's beautiful, right Ian.
1: Oh yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. <clears throat> Looks maybe uh, like kind of painted almost almost Alex Ross ish. Yes. Kind. Yeah.
0: Great colouring finish, cool. yeah. Yes, it will, uh, it crushed the competition. <laughs> yes. Sorry, this I, I, this won't be the first uh, Conan Arnold impression. <laughs> right. So get ready, folks. <laughs> but uh, Anyway, um, this week's artist, or cover artist, I'm sorry, artist winner of the week, we just did a cover, um, is, I'm, I'm so sorry if I messed your name up, it's Mahmood Azrar. Do you think that's pretty close, right? Azrar? Probably, yeah, Azrar. Yeah. Swear, maybe. We apologize in advance.
1: Yeah, yeah, sorry. My name gets butchered all the time, and I know how it is, Mom.
0: Uh, Mahmud. Anyway, uh, for for Conan the Barbarian issue number one uh, from Marvel, he is our artist winner of the week. It's gorgeous. Right from the get go, we get this beautiful scroll, almost like a you know Star Wars esque scroll, um, like on parchment, and like a, a beautiful Lord of the Rings like map. I'm a sucker for maps what did you think of just the initial kind of epic feel of the very first two pages of this ian
1: yeah i for me the map thing is a big deal because i read i used to read a lot of uh fantasy books when i was a kid you know and Mm -hmm. like the fantasy stuff always had the map you know what i mean so to me that was like i was like yes
0: i'm like where's where's mordor where's hobbiton you know i'm looking yeah yeah looking at it and just to kind of get the nice layout but I think it's a it's a a lovely touch to really the setting the initial tone for the beautiful art that is this that is Conan the Barbarian issue number one, <clears throat> and the epic tone is just just nailed with an exclamation point, driven home with this initial splash page. That's wonderful. I, this is just maybe one of the most gorgeous splash pages I've seen in a while. It's like it's paying homage to the past. Important moments for Conan uh, in the Marvel Universe in the last 275 issues. It's are you looking at this thing? I'm looking at it right now, and I'm, I'm just getting the chills. It's just jam-packed with this amazing uh, Works of art from a bunch of different artists if you look in the credits there are a bunch of people Credited here for art, but it's stunning right this initial sp- splash page. What do you think of that?
1: Yeah, I wonder uh, how they put that together just Photoshop or something, but it's yeah, it's really amazing yeah, it's you like can a... see just the different, like how it scrolls through the different layers of Conan.
0: Yeah, and like they're recolored to kind of have flow, and then it's like this giant collage, right? Like you almost need a poster of it. It would can you imagine a poster of that? Oh yeah, it would be cool. That'd be wonderful. But uh, it's just jam packed. You got to see this initial splash page, and uh, I just got lost in that page for a while of just looking at all the different art and those moments in Conan's life. I just. I was just living there for a while and just kind of soaking it in. It was great. And, uh, man, you get so much here from Mahmoud Azrar. He is just crushing it. I think that the war sequences and the action panels really lead the eye perfectly. What did you think of his action?
1: Yeah, I think the very first thing when you get to the meat of it after that splash page is like, boom, boom, you're just like shoved right in there. And it's, yeah, the, the fight scenes are fantastic and just uh, unmerciful, man. Just, oh, just coming at you right away. Like, boom. Just yes. kind of like the, um, kind of like the cover. Just like, boom, here you are. Just bad, you know, pardon the, the French, but <laughs> badass right away
0: yes and it seems like it just it paces so well it's just full of action i loved all the giant sized art in this too that just seemed to leap from the page did you, you notice that there's a lot of very big art in it
1: yeah and there are a lot of uh like you know big splash pages and stuff uh just very uh in my mind very conan you know
0: yes it's just very fitting right and just just press the right buttons to saying you know you're reading an almost perfect conan book here like it was just like I was che- checking boxes. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's some amazing gore. Like, oh, there's some some amazing, like you know, from his, you know, like from that perspective again, sitting down low, kind of leaping onto us. There's some of that. And like, just I just kept checking boxes that it's like Conan perfection, and uh, I love the look and the design of the Crimson Witch too. What did you think of the Crimson Witch?
1: Yeah, um, the design, all character design, I thought was really top notch.
0: Yeah, I mean, they they were grotesque, right? Like, a lot of kind of, like, uh, you know, growths on necks and, like, tongues with bumps on them. It was just, like, this grotesque but very lovingly detailed, disgusting delight of stuff, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's everything that you would think from the era that, uh, or the world of Conan, you know? The, like, just the rugged, rough, murderous, you know, just totally filthy... uh, just like sick, <laughs> like you know, what I mean yes all of good all of the good raw stuff that you expect from Conan was it was hitting on all cylinders
0: Right and for Marvel to have uh, this title back in place like, you know it, it it just feels like it's back home and it feels right and I just I love that I think that perspective what I was trying to say with like We always seem to sort of be in the foreground of the perspective and looking up at Conan It just gives that feeling of immersion for some reason like we're like we're in there right and yeah uh,
1: definitely it makes you feel like you're part of the world kind of
0: yeah that's what i think that's what i'm trying to say but anyway mr mahmoud azrar uh this is just an absolutely stunningly beautiful cover to conan the barbarian issue number one and we love it and uh just just thank you it's beautiful beautiful art uh and that is why uh mahmoud Mahmoud Azrar, you are our Artist Winner of the Week for Conan the Barbarian, issue number one. Thank you. It's lovely. And the breakdown! Uh, this, re- this week my pull list was 11 comics. What did you have on your pull list this week, Ian?
1: Uh, this week I only had 16, which uh that actually includes last week too
0: because i wasn't here so wow so two small weeks which is nice right around the holidays you know you can we can catch up and then even (laughs) Yeah. yeah go into the pile of other things that have been kind of on standby when there's a slow week but sometimes that never happens so i was able to crack into some other comics as well so a couple of nice slow weeks and new number ones i only had three but two of those three made it to the top pick list which is excellent so how many new number ones did you have
1: I only had the one. I only had Conan.
0: All right. And it made it to the the pick list, which we're going to get to here in a second, which is fantastic. So it's excellent. So make sure, by the way, folks, you get those new number ones so you can just be in on the fun from the very start. It's very important. So here we go. Now, here are our top comic book recommendations. This is our list of what we consider to be the best of the new comic books that just came out. New comic book day, January 2nd. We strongly recommend you go buy these at your local comic book shop today ian what local comic book shop do you support out in the washington area
1: uh my guys over at stargazers uh jeremy and damien they are two of the coolest guys i know and i'm not just saying that because they support my habit
0: (laughs) just because they feed they mainline us (laughs) our primary hobby (laughs) well awesome i support comic madness in ontario california hello to owner lee and to the manager jeremy And by the way, Jeremy, the manager of Comic Madness in Ontario, he is actually working on a variant cover of my comic book, Zombie Destroyers, issue number one, which I can't wait to see it all finished. Um, He's working on it right now as we speak, and once it's all finished, I'll share it on social media. But thank you, Jeremy, for doing a little something for my comic book, Zombie Destroyers. I really appreciate it. Follow Jeremy at SkeletonKing82. Very easy. SkeletonKing82. Not spelled any weird way. And please go, you guys, support your local comic book shops today. We guarantee you there is a comic book for everyone. So go and check them out, right, Ian?
1: Oh yeah, they need your help, man. Every every small business owner needs uh, they they need patrons, man. So go out and get some comics, guys.
0: Throw them a few shekels, as they say. <laughs> so here we go now. These are the three great comic books that made the list this week. So here we go now. Coming in at number three is strangers in paradise 25 issue number nine this is uh written and drawn by mr terry moore one of the best storytellers in my opinion of all time from his studio it's called abstract studio and ian you were kind enough to give this a try cold uh mr terry moore's work in stranger paradise you've never read anything from terry moore tell me your thoughts on strangers in paradise 25 number nine
1: yeah i i was pleasantly surprised Sweet. I see why it made your top pick because it is a really good comic book. Um, Agree <laughs> with the uh, <clears throat> the one. If I was gonna complain about something, it's not even that much of a complaint. But uh, I would want to go back and catch up, and that's just me, you know, because sure. I'm kind of you know uptight about that. I want to know everybody what's going on and stuff, but uh, not that it's complaint. Because when you jump into this you you obviously have a uh, a recap of what's going on. You are immediately immersed with the characters, so you get a good idea of, of you know, you get a good idea of what's going on, you get immersed in the story right away, so it's like really easy to pick up. Especially being on uh, you know, on issue nine, it was really easy to, to figure out what was going on and yeah, I liked it. I didn't even have to read it twice to figure out what was going on. You oh know awesome. I mean? Yeah. Well, that's a,
0: that's a big thing because I do often read reread comics when I they don't quite make sense or, but I think that's a good uh, how Terry Moore has a has he balances that well to where he knows he he just he's inside the mind of the reader and he doesn't want you to be completely lost so he wants a little recapping done and sort of a this is where we've been uh, and I I totally agree and understand what you're saying about um you know the continuity and knowing the the prior story it deepens the whole experience it it makes it. Uh, more enjoyable when you really know the sort of motivation and the backstory of characters. And so I'm totally with you, and I totally recommend you and everyone read all of them, all eight of them. I mean, it's it's tough. The original Strangers in Paradise, the ma- what I consider a masterpiece, is 90 issues. <laughs> I looked it up again today because it's the only comic I've reread, And I remember reading it in about a week. It came out in the mid-90s, and it does feel very mid-90-esque. So depending on your age, it can feel somewhat, maybe a smidge dated. But it's a wonderful story about two best friends and how they fall in love. And then at the same time, there is this strange sort of underground, uh, like not hit women, but uh, this, this group of women that use sexuality to kind of favor them in political areas and to gain power and to blackmail uh, certain high-ranking individuals in corporations and in the government and so on. And so it's just a mixture of all that. But this, in Strangers of Paradise... It's it's kind of a Terry Moore verse It's kind of bringing his other comics All together into one place And that's the part where I thought maybe you Would be a little lost because they're all converging Into one house but what did you think Of that convergence Ian of uh, All these these strong female characters Coming together in one house to talk about Sort of the next arc of the story What did you think of that scene?
1: That to me it it was good And uh, bringing all those characters together Made it a little bit easier to follow I think Oh good uh, and the, um, the Lilith character, to me, because she was explained uh, very thoroughly in the, the recap. So to me, like, uh, I think she was probably my, the most intriguing character. And to see the way that they interact with her was, um, it put everything into perspective and kind of gave me a good idea of, of where they've been and where they're going with the book. Yes. Yeah, it was very good.
0: Yeah, this definitely is like a a great middle point between the ending of sort of the previous eight being an arc and the starting of the new one and where it's going. Like, I'll be honest, I think that, of course, without reading the 90-issue opus of Mr. Terry Moore... When the when the more verse comes together here, I was giddy. I was like, Oh my gosh, they're all here. It was like, you know, seeing the Avengers, if you will, all gathered in one room. I was like, oh my gosh. And I'm sure you won't have that yet, because you don't have that backstory, but you're like, oh, there's some strong women here gathering. But it was still good in that respect. But there's some very interesting, very cool characters that he's designed that are all gathering in that room. And he did this wonderful way of balancing their time, right? You didn't feel like one character took over. I felt like yeah. it was very joss whedon-esque as to how the time was divided and the dialogue
1: yeah i think specifically the dialogue everybody had pretty much equal time and they all uh they all made sense none of the um none of the like intentions or anything were uh like they they were all given equal time so there wasn't like one person that dominated and even with the, like it, like we were saying with that main character Lilith it's like you kind of expect her to take over maybe but like mm-hmm. she never did and it was yeah just excellent writing
0: yeah she's kind of uh, I, I agree as the most like interesting she's a very mysterious character like maybe she's a demon or like a fallen angel kind of thing but she definitely is like this immortal being that just emanates like power and knowledge right from from that yeah. little bit of dialogue that we get right
1: Yep, exactly. And then the all the other characters, you like for me coming in fresh, like I, I felt like okay, clearly all these other characters have the same kind of thing going on, but maybe not mm-hmm. to the same level, right? Um, yeah, yeah, you picked that very up. That's good right. Writing.
0: Yeah, he he is one of the best. He, he again, he balances the amount of of dialogue. He balances this fresh story. I mean, ultimately, it's about this ancient Cleopatra like parchment that was found that is basically this kind of scientific recipe on how to destroy the planet or the universe and that that's what i gather from it Am I? do you think i'm on target to that
1: oh yeah that's what i got too
0: <laughs> yeah good <laughs> and then of course there's a smidge and tell me if you felt this too of that love story between kachu that she's kind of the the main character here and francine from her like longing to be home and you can see that emotion in her face right she's missing home and missing her family and that's sprinkled in there you, did you catch that
1: I did um mm-hmm. it wasn't something that for me was in the forefront mm-hmm. it was something that I kind of put put away for later like oh there must be something there maybe check that out next uh, issue or something but I didn't yeah I didn't realize there was a backstory to that
0: and that's like a nod again to the strangers in paradise 90 issue you know omnibus that is strangers in paradise so that that's where they're nodding to is they went through a lot and there's some heavy emotions that are there and a, and a huge backstory that is francine and catch you and it's just lovely and wonderful i definitely recommend it and uh but anyway there's a it's a great issue to jump into strangers in paradise xxv issue number nine and it's it's a great like i said uh paying respects to the previous eight and setting a new point to go forward and i think what's going to be a very kind of cool adventure with some very interesting characters designed would you agree in
1: oh definitely co-sign cool. for sure
0: so jump in right here strangers in paradise 25 issue number nine it's just phenomenal and go and read them all uh they're wonderful reads you'll really enjoy it and coming in at number two is star wars age of the republic obi-wan kenobi issue number one and of course it's from Marvel Comics and again Ian you uh, this was not on your pull list but you were nice enough to give it a try on my recommendation what were your initial thoughts of Star Wars Age of Republic Obi-Wan Kenobi hmm
1: surprised me this comic did
0: <laughs> yes
1: yeah it was it was really good uh, i wasn't sure what to expect but i knew that you know Jody Hauser's super capable writer so I kind of went in thinking uh, nothing really, and then it pleasantly surprised me.
0: Mind was blank at first, you say?
1: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I don't know how they're gonna, you know, because where are they gonna start in his timeline? You know what I mean? Right. And uh, they added, they had a little bit of Anakin. It was, it was clearly just after uh, Qui Gon Jinn died, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was strange. I was. It reminded me of the good parts of the prequels.
0: Yes, the good parts. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they did. Uh, Jodie really portrayed Anakin very well.
0: Right. I, I was. I was worried that we would just get this full angsty Anakin the whole time.
1: Right. Exactly. But uh, being his age and where he was in his training and everything else, she she just nailed Anakin perfectly. I agree. He's not quite Darth Vader yet, you know. He's still that kid, you know, he still has that, that good part of the force and he's he not like grown up yet, you know, he's like teenagery, like
0: Yeah, preteen like just, right there.
1: The, yeah, you're afraid of the angstiness or whatnot. But she, she portrayed him perfectly.
0: Well, I, I think that's what pleasantly surprised me with this and how it made it to the top pick list was that i went in thinking it would be filled with angsty anakin moments and we didn't really get that you're right we saw like more of a genuine preteen kid that is powerful and he's sort of open and naive and kind of at the same time willing to be taught by obi-wan who's like the world's best uncle on on any planet right (laughs) yeah
1: just like the nicest guy that you want to you just want to hang out with all the time
0: yeah I mean this is just a one-shot by the way um, art by Corey Smith and Wilton Santos was pretty solid I gotta admit they split detail with art and th- there's this lovely splash page I man I was like again uh, living in that moment of where it's an action fight sequence but the slashes of the lightsaber sort of go along with the cuts to the to the panels like these semi vertical cuts did you see that that glorious splash page
1: yeah there's a few uh, really good pages, and I didn't even realize at first that they double duty the with the art because uh, they're both they're both clearly fantastic artists,
0: yeah, and they blend together like sometimes when artists share duties on one comic, you can most definitely see when there's a change. this uh, I think they just complemented each other and it went together really nicely,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: but I just really love this. this issue felt heartfelt. And it just confirmed that we need more Obi Wan in our lives, like maybe an Obi Wan movie trilogy, or at least uh, stories that will go into Obi Wan's like his younger years a little bit more. We don't get much of that. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, definitely. If you can do a, if you can do a Han Solo, you can do an Obi Wan.
0: Exactly. We could do three Obi Wans, I think. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I would love to see. I loved the little mini flashbacks in this of Obi Wan Kenobi as a kid and kind of showing. You know where he was from briefly it wasn't done in detail but it was enough to kind of get the juices flowing and get you excited and and get this feel of like man i want more of obi kenobi and i want to know more about obi-wan kenobi you know
1: oh yeah i'm right there with you and uh again jody hauser just portrayed him perfectly his mannerisms and his uh his like I guess the the force or whatnot, you know, the yeah. the part of the force that he's good with. Mm-hmm. She did it all just perfectly; it was excellent.
0: I agree. And there's bonus content in this that's actually really good. Um, at the very end, there is an article uh, about the about an interview with George Lucas on his origin of Obi Wan Kenobi. It was hilarious and interesting. Did you read the the back matter in this, Ian?
1: Yeah, the uh, by Brian Young.
0: Yes, and I. When I sometimes initially see paragraphs of information after a comic, I'm like, eh, right? <laughs> yeah. um, we, re- <laughs> we read comic books because we don't want to read <laughs> a lot. And uh, there it is. But I was like, I'll give it a try. And I was so glad that I did because it talks about this moment when Jon Stewart, uh, you know, of The, of the Daily Show, um, interviews George Lucas and tells him that the planet that obi Wan's Kenobi's family is from is called... It's like Stu-John, right? Yeah. <laughs> Did you catch that? It's like John yeah. Stewart. Stu-John Stew is the actual name of the planet that Obi-Wan Kenobi is from that he came up with sometime, I'm sure, in the 60s or 70s when he was designing Obi-Wan Kenobi. But there's more little funny nuggets in that uh, Brian Young article, right? Definitely don't skip it. Would you agree, Ian? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. Got to You got to check it out. It's part of the comic, trust me.
0: Yeah, and even talking about his samurai roots, you know, which makes sense. I mean, even from the garb that the Jedi wear, it's just... It was a great article. I'm glad I did not skip it, even though I really wanted to when I first saw all the words. <laughs> but uh, it overall, it just gave me a, like a warm feeling of hope and that's really hard to come by in anything right whether it's tv shows comics anything you read and i got that here it's because obi-wan is just this this absolutely patient amazing uncle that you want him to like teach you everything like from how to fish to how to be a jedi you just want to spend time with the guy he it focuses around him kind of questioning his ability but overall i left with a very warm feeling of hope how about you
1: yeah i would even say a new
0: hope (laughs) (laughs) but Oh, good one it was. <laughs> well, you definitely check out uh, Star Wars, Age of the Republic, Obi-Wan Kenobi, one shot. Uh, you Check it out, guys. It's It's really great, and you'll just feel really good at the end of it. But here we go now. On to the number one top comic book pick of the week. This is the great one, the champion, the top dog, the supreme leader, the big kahuna. The number one comic book pick of the week is dun 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 conan the barbarian issue number one <laughs> this is from marvel comics it's back home it's back with marvel i don't know where it was before i know it was a dark horse for a little bit uh who knows what happened jason aaron is writing this one of my favorite writers of all time with our artist winner of the week mamood Azrar, As- and our cover artist cover artist winner of the week for this variant cover uh, title that he did um which is uh daniel akuna but uh, tell me, you go first, Ian. What were your initial thoughts here of Conan the Barbarian?
1: Well, I'm a little bit embarrassed because I uh, I'm not super familiar with Jason Aaron, I, but I do know that a lot of people really like him. Uh, I never really read any of his stuff though, and the fact that it was coming back to Marvel kind of threw me off. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the first one, but it's not like. Uh, it's not I'm not gonna like put it on my pull list yet you know what I mean mm-hmm. and oh boy was that the dumbest move ever because this <laughs> this was easily the best comic of the week and probably the best of um you know the last couple months and uh Jason Aaron uh is because I did a little research and I found out he's a huge fan of Conan right so yes whenever a writer is a fan of something and they get their hands on it y- you should expect great things and Dude, Jason Aaron did not disappoint. My dude is like, uh, he just went crazy. And it's just so good because he, uh, you know, he's a fan. He took the essence of everything that you want from Conan. Yes. And he, he just jumped right in.
0: Yes, he took the very beating heart of Conan, I think, and just he he embraced it. He nailed it. He stuck it yeah. into his own heart or something. But uh, <laughs> right from the, from the starting gate with this, right, the scroll we talked about, the map, I love it. Uh, I absolutely hear Mako's voice in my head uh, from the original Conan the Barbarian <laughs> reading the narrative. I played the Conan soundtrack as I read this comic, so I'm getting chills even describing that. At, as right now, like, I'm looking at my arm, there's just a... The spider sense tingled all over my right arm here. Um, <laughs> I even loved when um, when uh, Maku played uh, Aku in the Samurai Jack cartoon, which I absolutely love. It's one of my favorite things of all time. So to hear uh, Mako Mako's voice in my head right at the start of this of this comic, I think, set a fantastic tone. Did any of that happen to you, Ian?
1: Um, not particularly. <laughs> I, had more of the, I had more of the Arnold thing. Ah, uh, you
0: heard Arnold's voice yeah. instead? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's totally fine I think it still sets a, a, a decent tone um, Yeah,
1: I mean, I was a kid when all those movies came out And that's how I was introduced to Conan, so
0: Yes, I remember not being allowed to watch it, You know, 1982, I was 10 And uh, there was, you know, nudity and all this graphic violence And yeah, mom was like, no, you can't watch that And I think I snuck it somehow still And, and watched it and was just mind-blown uh, You know? <laughs>
1: yeah, see, I was... Uh... By Not the time born? I started seeing it, yeah, I was more like eighty six, eighty seven, or something, and I was like six, seven years old, and they were playing it on TV by that time, so they took all the the nudity out and stuff, and
0: right, you yeah. saw PG thirteen version of it, but uh... yeah,
1: yeah, but still <laughs> lots of lots of swordplay and murder, and you know, right,
0: and and the, all the the with the Conan and the women and just create yeah. madness. But uh, I, I was really surprised by this. He absolutely captured uh, Conan in the right light. Like I said, it checked every box for Conan. I mean, there's gore, there's action, there's swordplay, there's sorcery, there's hack and slashness, there's, you know, sword and sorceries stuff. It's all in here, packed into one comic. I mean, it felt like, like there were bonus pages in it, but it was still the standard. I counted the pages. It's still a standard kind of Marvel. It wasn't bonus paged at all, but it felt girthy, didn't it? Like we got a lot of story content
1: yeah, it kind of it kind of felt big to me, but you're right. when you go back it it's really not. you know a, yeah. so, it's pretty much a normal normal comic, but man, was it so good?
0: Yes, and I love that Jason Aaron decided to center the story around King Conan, you know, the older King Conan from the stories that will be told at another time. You know, it seems like we're getting one of those stories. Like it seems like he's really moving it forward, right? Like uh, giving aging Conan a little bit, not just kind of going back and rehashing some of the old stories, but kind of starting something fresh. And it very much feels like that right from the get-go, right?
1: Yeah, I definitely feel that. But it, <clears throat> they—he's doing the flashback thing yes. too. Yes. Sometimes that's hit or miss, but I think he hit all the right notes on this one because, you know, he sets up the older Conan, and oh, let me show you how we got here, and it—it's oh, just perfect.
0: Yes, King Conan. I—we don't—I don't think we've seen too many stories of that version of Conan, like the older, you know, King Conan version. So I'm. I'm def- he's that, you know, that conquering king that just took over with just you know, with blood and destruction and insanity. And now he's, you know, he's he's paid his dues, but this crimson witch is coming, and she's trying to revive this evil demon called Razazel. And I just I dig that. like she is a they, of course, in the early part of it, it's kind of flashbacky. And then when we kind of catch back up to regular time, uh, there she is again. And what did you think um, of the look of the Crimson Witch? Right, I'm looking right at it, and I love it. What did you uh, What did you think of it?
1: Uh, super, super creepy. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> I think the how you're introduced to her younger makes it. Even more creepy when you find out who she really is. Yes,
0: not to spoil too much, but my goodness, it what a payoff later, right? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's just fantastic. And use of color for her character, uh, besides the red, um, it just really pops. It stands out. You know, you've got the consistency of Conan, you know, pink, pink fleshy tone, and then her crimson witchness. Just right, it just jumps out on the page for you.
1: Yeah, and I like the um, the older. Uh, or you know later on when when you find out who she really is it kind of changes a little bit yes changes in in a good way you know kind of it she gets a more uh a more suitable uh hood or whatever it is you know yes type dress or whatever it is Mm -hmm. um yeah just wow character design is is amazing
0: Yes, all of it, and there's a scene where King Conan is just sitting on the throne with his sword. Uh, you could you could put that on a poster and take my money, because uh, it's just he's just brooding, and his sword I think has like a lion head on the sword, and he's just all in his king garb and his crown, and it's that scene from the very end of Conan the Barbarian the movie where Arnold's just sitting there in King Conan form, right? Did that? Uh, ring a bell or check a box for you ian is oh my gosh that's like cut right out of the movie there's arnold sitting there
1: yeah oh yeah and uh <laughs> the funny thing to me is usually i don't like a lot of like splash pages i kind of like the i kind of like my story to flow a little bit but but with this man i was like dude you could do this whole thing in just splash pages
0: i agree i think my favorite sequence and my favorite splash page was um conan's mother giving birth to him on the on the battlefield right yeah and there's like blood on her legs and she's lying there she gave birth and had no help and there's a war literally going on and there's conan's you know little baby body right there born in on the blood of a battlefield like i mean and then it's in this glorious splash page right
1: yeah definitely i think that's that's probably my favorite but there's another one that i really love where He's fighting a bunch of like zombies.
0: Oh, yes.
1: Yeah, and he's just like going at it, 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 it like it almost looks like it could have been a cover Yeah, or, or it will be a cover later or something. You know, what I mean,
0: there's so many pages of that with the with mr. Mahmoud uh, Azrar's glorious art here that could have just been cut yeah. into a into an actual cover. I agree They're there's yeah. so polished and done so well and the coloring is so perfectly and, yeah, that zombie moment, because he's, like, swinging a zombie head around at one part of it, right? With the red eyes and the zombie skull. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he has almost no weapons, and it's just, uh, it's everything you want, folks, in a Conan story, and then some, right?
1: Oh, yeah, everything plus.
0: I even love that they gave uh, homage, a nod to the legacy numbering on this and, uh, and have it at 276, because there's also some great bonus content. Did you read the bonus content on this one? Yeah. Um. I read some of it there is a there's a nice uh, little sort of um, beginning the letters column there and some nice stuff from the team and I read that and it's great it does talk about how uh, Jason Aaron is a humongous uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger um, you know Conan the Barbarian fan and then he really did his homework and then there's also like this like 12 there's 12 parts of this novelette written by John C. Hawking And he dedicates it to Roy Thomas, the creator of Cohen the Barbarian. But they give you part one of it. And uh, I'm halfway and I'm really enjoying it. Now, this is another one of those moments where at the very end of a comic, you throw a whole lot of words at me. And this was like three and a half pages of words. Yeah,
1: okay, you got me on that one. I did not read the the Hawking thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm halfway into it and I'm enjoying it. And I'm actually going to read it, which really says a lot for me to uh, really just want to read that many words so take it from me folks a guy that loves comics uh read all of it don't skip the bonus back matter at the very end of conan the barbarian issue number one legacy 276 but easily right ian easily our our cover artist winner our artist winner and our top pick of the week for this podcast right conan the barbarian issue number one
1: oh yeah head and shoulders above the rest in my opinion
0: yes lopping off heads from shoulders number (laughs) one (laughs) well there you have it folks that's our that's our all of our recommendations for this week for the new comic book day january 2nd let me lock that comic book vault door there we go please go to a local comic book shop and buy these comics immediately man they're just fantastic conan obi-wan kenobi strangers in paradise a great week if you have any questions, comments, or you want a personal recommendation, email us directly. I'm at chris at sunspotscomics.com. And Ian?
1: Uh, I'm at uh, e-b-o-m-b-s at gmail.
0: And to see the Sunspots Comics universe encapsulated in one place with all of our favorite picks of the week since May of 2015, go over to sunspotscomics.com and click on the pull list. You'll see the just updated 100 comic book titles. That's weird that it's an even 100. Uh, That I'm currently reading That's my uh, How many do you have in yours Ian? 100 something?
1: 115? Yeah Yeah, 105 No I got uh, I think 26 this
0: next week Hmm That's a lot of comic books That we're reading here folks Also click on the top Comic books of the week To see all of our past Comic book top picks And I update our My tiny little website Every single week Please check out Sunspotscomics.com And one last thank you To our sponsor Cryptid Zoo (laughs) My buddy Julian makes these handmade, awesome, augmented reality t-shirts based on cryptozoology. You just use your HP reveal app and your smartphone and every cryptid zoo t-shirt just comes to life in these little video sequences. You gotta see it. It's cool, right Ian?
1: Yeah, absolutely. He has a uh, he has this one I got my eye on. It's uh, the background of Seattle, which is like you know, right, our big brother, right up north, a little bit of us, and uh, yeah, it's just really cool. It's got like an octopus coming out, which we have uh, famously have a huge octopus that lives under the uh, under the um, Narrows Bridge here in Tacoma.
0: That's right. And, uh,
1: yeah, it's, it's just awesome. I I got my eye on it. I think I'm gonna once I get a, a pretty penny in my pocket, I'm gonna order it.
0: Right. <laughs> so let me know what uh what size and what you need and we'll see what i can do but yeah based on cryptozoology right and that's what he does and please go check out cryptidzoo.com most importantly use the promotional code sunspots comics and you'll get 25 percent off your order that's right go to cryptidzoo.com and please tune in next week for issue number 191 of the sunspots comics podcast where my pull list will be 20 new comic books Uh, for New Comic Book Day, January 9th. What's your poll list looking like for next week, Ian? I got
1: 26, and only one number one. Nice. No, two number ones.
0: Two? I've got two number ones as well. We're definitely going to check those new number ones out. But don't forget our Sunspots Comics Pledge here, folks. We will read them all, and only tell you about the greatest of the new comic books, so you can save some time and save some money. And please, help us out. Tell a nerdy loved one about the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Give us a five-star review with a nice little positive couple of nice positive words on itunes if you do so i'll give you a shout out on a future podcast and i will even mail you a comic book prize package right from me as just a small token of our appreciation and by the way every link every website that we mentioned today and discuss will be on the podcast notes so check those out on the notes of the podcast and thank you so much for listening to the sunspots comics podcast right ian tell the folks thank you (laughs)
1: oh hey thank you guys we we really appreciate it and uh we just love talking about comics so without you we wouldn't even be here anyway so thank you exactly
0: thank you thank you and we really appreciate you chose the sunspots comics podcast now go and spend some quality time with the ones you love by reading comic books together be water my friends and say it ian with me to be continued to be continued to be continued bye-bye